Xanax? I've been taking like a half a pill, uh-huh. which is like nothing because it's like up to three pills a day. So I've been taking like a half okay. for several months because I don't know. I started feeling depressed and he said it was anxiety. So he gave me Xanax. All right. What, what is that like? What is Xanax like? I don't feel any difference. I just don't feel depressed. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should say Joe is not here because he's at... Uh, the not the Jersey Shore, but somewhere, some beach area, I think in Jersey, um, and he's got a show tonight there, and um, yeah, he's on vacation with his family. So uh, we got my mom co-hosting as a guest co-host. So uh, oy vey, oy vey. <laughs> and by the way, if you're in New York City area, me and Joe are going to be putting on a show at the Comic Strip next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Funny Song Fest. Uh, you can Google that. It'll come up. Um, so anyway, okay, Xanax. You're just like the real Joe. You're on all sorts of prescription medication. and Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't like it, but I guess I need it. You know, I have antidepressants. I have blood pressure medicine. Yeah. I have the Xanax. I have a pill to keep cancer away. And uh, um, at night, I take uh, cholesterol, uh, anti-cholesterol, pravastatin. How long have you been cancer-free now? Since uh, the end of 2011. That's great. Yeah, That's so a long it's time. Years, yeah. Beautiful. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, so, Mom, I wanted to talk to you. I just wanted to, like, talk to you about your whole life. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? You know, I, I feel like there are gaps of your life that I don't really know about. Okay. Um. First, well, let's start. Like, so you did you grow up in Coney Island or Sheepshead Bay? Where? Coney Island. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was born in Borough Park, but is, we. Is that why we're all such freaks? Maybe. <laughs> uh, okay, so Bur- wait, born where? In Borough Park, which is a you know Queens. Jew- no, in Brooklyn, Jewish, very Jewish. Uh, now it's even more Orthodox. Uh huh. But even when I lived there, I remember there was a yeshiva on 13th Avenue. Okay. And so what was Coney Island like back then? Much nicer than it became after we moved, or at the time we moved. Um, We lived in a city housing project, which was totally integrated. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't take anybody on welfare. Somebody in the family had to work. So that eliminated a lot of people who you know probably would have been more problematic so we didn't have any gangs there there were gangs somewhere in the distance but not there and it was very safe and it was very mixed ethnically that's good yeah to my well the, the perfect ideal melting pot right yeah but we didn't melt so much but you know yeah. there were italians and puerto ricans and a couple of blacks, not that so many. Some Jews, I guess Irish. I don't know. Yeah, any Russians? Because I know now it's now it's super Russian in that neck of the woods. Well, Brighton Beach was became very Russian. Yeah, that's further. But I remember even Grandma's place. Now wife. she's got. I mean, well, not now. Not now. <laughs> she's, now she's dead. Now she's dead. But before she died. But in her cemetery, there are Russians too. There's a lot of Russians in that cemetery. It's ridiculous. If you've never seen a Russian gravestone, they have a lot of like etched, detailed pictures of their faces on their gravestones, which is kind of weird. I mean, I mean, what's weird? Everything's weird. Oh shit! I just realized this is not plugged in. Ah. Fuck. So none of it got recorded. Oh dear. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. What's that thing? Yeah. So keep, keep talking, Mom. So, um, yeah, when I, I lived in Coney Island, when I first moved there, there were like these little bungalows near the beach. And I went to public school 188. 
and there was a candy store on the corner across the street. And the candy store man apparently knew my mother from Flatbush. And so he called me Little Marion. And uh, I remember being terrified of the principal and assistant principal. And I was terrified of dogs and a lot of other things. Um, I had a crush on a crossing guard. I gave him a love note and ran away. Um, that was his name was Andrew Birdie. Oh yeah. Yeah, and actually they named the public school after his brother, who unfortunately was killed in Vietnam. Um, he was a pilot, I think. Anyway, so I was like a little runty kid, and but the the. Um, we had a big park right across the way, and we mm. had Bayview Bay, Gravesend Bay, rather, right where we lived. So we could walk down to the bay. We spent a lot of time in the park, at the playground. I remember sprinklers in the summer. And I also remember going to day camp, and they met um, outside the junior high that I later went to, Mark Twain Junior High. Mm -hmm. That's cool. You went to Mark Twain Junior High. I wish I went to a school named after uh, the first comedian. <laughs> yeah, he was great. But unfortunately, um, the neighborhood went downhill, and it, it turned out, you know, wound up being a very bad school. But when I went, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Mm. So where did you go for college? Brooklyn College. Brooklyn College. What was that like? Well, I mean, I liked it. I loved yeah. it, except that I commuted like on two buses every day. But I would bring my guitar, which I played very badly. Yeah. And But I brought it so other people could play. And uh, I joined what's called a house plan, so it's like the poor man's fraternity sorority. We had house plans at Brooklyn College. And, you know, I found a group of girls, you know, that... I could relate to who were very intellectual, you know, and funny, and... Did you get into any adventures? Well, I mean, I remember we had this house, and we made very bad sangria with, with peaches and, you know, canned peaches and very bad wine and, uh, you know, had parties. Do a lot of drugs? I did not do a lot of drugs, but I did. <laughs> I did some drugs. Yeah. So <laughs> what? <laughs> Marijuana, um, and I think, yeah, because I met Sam there, so of course he was doing marijuana. <laughs> yeah. My friend Sam is still my good friend. Yeah. I don't see him enough. Did you do uh, any LSD or no, mushrooms? No, no, I was not that kind of person. Even, even pot made me, you know, crazy. Yeah. One time. This was after college. I went over to visit a girlfriend for dinner, and they gave me tie sticks, and I was sure I was going to die. You know, my mind kept like swinging. I'm okay. I'm going to die. I'm okay. I'm going to die. You know, and finally, I guess I wore off. And uh, I remember that they once tried gave me a pipe to smoke, which must have had either hash or marijuana, and mixed in with the regular tobacco, and yeah. you know, Walter Raleigh, and it was so horrible. Walter so, Raleigh, who's that? It's, it's the kind of tobacco. Oh. Yeah, there's probably a lot of things that there used to be that aren't anymore. Uh, okay, so you went to college. What were you studying, English? I was a creative writing, yeah, uh -huh. and Why? dance. Why? Why'd you do creative writing? Because I like to write poetry since grade school. Damn. So, uh, Grandma, you, and me all wrote poetry? Yep. Damn, yo. We yeah. poets. I'm a, from a family of poets. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, you and dance. And you and were dance. dancing? Were you dancing then? Yeah. I mean, I had started taking dance classes in Coney Island at the uh, Jewish Community Center. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was four, and I never stopped because I was very, very shy. And so it was very, you know, that and writing were very good ways for me to express myself. And um, and I was seemed to be good at it, so that was nice. You were doing what type of dance? Ballet? Um, Hip-hop? <laughs> they didn't have hip-hop yet. Modern dance Yeah. And, uh, and ballet. And ballet, I used to go into the city with Vivian. Mm-hmm. 
can you imagine just, I mean, at first my mother went with us. Yeah. And then I guess when I got to be maybe 12. Yeah. Just Vivian and I, and we had to take a bus to the train, which was the last stop uh-huh. on most lines, and take it into Manhattan, and it was, I think, around 57th Street, the ballet school. All right, you're doing ballet with Viv. Well, a different class, but yeah. Okay. So, and then do you, you got your master's? Where did you get your master's? Buffalo? Okay, no. My master's was many years later at NYU. Oh, how many years later? 1984 So when I graduated. So what's that, 10 years later? Yeah, something, more than that even. And what did you do in the interim? I worked part-time at NYU Medical Center in uh, the Children's Occupational Therapy Department as yeah. their clerk. You know, I wrote up, they had dictaphones and... What's I, a dictaphone? They would speak into a That's recording true. and I'd have to listen back and type it up. Okay. Type up their notes on the patients. And it was very interesting, actually. Um, and of course, I saw a lot of patients who had, you know, different things, you know, um, birth defects, and, you know, um, missing arms and legs, and mostly arms, because it was occupational therapy. That's upper body. Physical therapy is lower body. Mm. Um, diving accidents. So they diving brain, accidents. Uh, what brain, happened? Brain damage. I don't know. Like they hit the bottom of the pool? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, not, not good. Don't Damn. try it at home or anywhere. Um, you just discouraged a generation of Olympic divers, Mom. Now that now China's going to beat us at the Olympics in ten years. I hope not, but uh, nobody. Hopefully, they're not watching. <laughs> Actually, that's most of our audiences. Olympic divers. A lot of divers. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, so, so tell me. Actually, let's back. Let's back up a little bit. So you have. Michael, your brother, your uh-huh. sister, your mom is Abe. My dad. I mean, your dad was Abe, and he was a Marine. He was a Marine in the South Pacific. Yeah. In the worst battles, um, I have Tarawa. Tarawa, and probably Guadalcanal. Yeah, that was yeah, another yeah. one. So I have the newspaper article that he sent the letter back to his folks. He was his nickname was Sunny. Yeah. And they said Sonny was nerve. He was a redhead, and he said, "You know, it was bloody and butchery, and I lost my best buddies." Yeah. And um, you know, it might have been difficult having been Jewish in the Marines, but or maybe they didn't know. I mean, when you're all about to die, everyone's the same. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing about war. It winds up being about having each other's back. Yeah. You know, but. Unfortunately, a lot of them died, and years later, my mother and father went to a movie about Tarawa, and you know, there were like 10 people in the audience mm. of survivors. But the weirdest thing, this is real, this is interesting, I think. There's a book called Snow Falling on Cedars, I think. Oh yeah, you know that book? I remember that book, yeah. Well, if you ever read it carefully, you get to a page where it says, and Private Abraham Wiesner was shot, and and he died. Oh. And I had we had. So you think your dad was replaced by a Japanese soldier in whiteface? No. <laughs> I think that he was shot in yeah. the in the thigh actually, and he yeah. got R and R in Hawaii. Got that purple heart. He got the purple heart. He saw Bob Hope, and whoever was with him, and I had some pictures of that I sent to the USO. I have a friend who volunteers for USO. So I think that there was a list in the back of this book about, you know, casualties. Yeah. So he was a casualty because he got shot in the leg, but he didn't die. But somebody picked up his name to in this novel and put it in the novel. So it was like, whoa, that's my dad's name. And I did have another sort of funny experience. I went to see, with my then boyfriend in college, uh, one of the Woody Allen movies, it might have been Take the Money and Run or Bananas. I think it was Take the Money and Run. And they showed pictures of men in uniform. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's my dad. And But meanwhile, my boyfriend was doubled over, so he didn't even see oh, he's <laughs> the laughing. picture. He was laughing <laughs> at that Woody Allen. Interesting. So, okay, so tell me more about your parents' relationship. I think... You know, they loved each other very much, yeah. but my father was a little older and he was very old-fashioned. 
He never wanted my mother to work, and she had had artistic, you know, leanings, and she wanted to be an actress, and she played the violin and took dance classes, ballet, also, mm -hmm. and uh, and she also left college. Yeah, she was going to Brooklyn College actually. Oh, when, really? When they for what? For a do dance to, and to, poetry? No, for her <laughs> MRS. Was that Mrs. Oh, the missus, yeah, to meet somebody? Yeah, well, I don't think so. I think she really, she was a smart woman, and she wanted to get an education. Masters in retarded studies. Stop it. <laughs> That's what you went for. I didn't meet your father in college, though. <laughs> Met another creep. <laughs> uh, so where did you meet my dad? In Park Slope. At, well, at Park Slope Food Co-op, we were actually on the same committee, and he had the roster with my name and number. But actually, um, I had other friends in the neighborhood, and I asked them if they knew a nice Jewish guy, because all the Jewish guys I was meeting either weren't nice, you know, or they weren't Jewish, or they yeah. had a girlfriend in some other state or something like that, you know. Keep talking, man. So... Uh, it, so um, one of my friends told me, Danny Steiner is having a party, and he gave me the address, and I went. And um, I think I had been hanging out with Sam in the bar, because that's what we did. We went out at night and hang, hang out in the bars and, you know, listened to music. There was some uh, this uh, duo that sang in one particular bar. Anyway, so I crashed the party, and I met your father, and and then some other guy, Sam told this other guy who I knew also knew from the co-op that I was at this party, and so he came and wound up dancing with me, and I wound up living with him. <laughs> so. Wait, hold on, guys. Can you hear this now? Can anybody hear us? I don't hear anything. You don't hear anything? I hear you guys. I, mean, I, I hear, hear you. How can you not hear yourself? I don't know. Uh, here. I mean, that's one problem. But that's... Oh, yeah, they can hear us now. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so the, I met your father by <sighs> crashing his party, and then he got my number from the food co-op, and he called me up. Oh, that's and a we, sneaky way. Yeah. You should have... It's all right. Yeah? yeah? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because it was really hard to find a guy who actually was serious about a relationship. You know, most of the guys were just, like, playing around. You know? Yeah, yeah. The hippies, a bunch of dirty hippies. Yeah. But it was a really nice neighborhood then. I mean, for me, I liked it. Okay, so you and my dad met Park Slope Food Co-op Brooklyn, <laughs> 1932. No! 1970. Nine, I think. Uh huh. I think so. Can you hear yourself now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Nineteen seventy-nine, just like the Smashing Pumpkins song. Uh, this came up in my recommended LMAO. Nice. Um, what? <laughs> no, I'm just reading the chat room. Uh, yeah, the audio was all fucked up. Joe's gonna stab me in the face with a, with a, I don't know, whatever. A shard of a pill bottle. Uh, so, mom. Yes. So you met my dad. Uh -huh. How did you decide you would marry him? Well, like I said, there weren't a lot of other nice guys around. And I liked him. He was good looking. He was, he was kind of shy at the time. Yeah. Um, I remember he brought me flowers like probably that he had planted in front of his house. And he rode a bicycle around, and I thought he was cool. And, um, you know, we got along and we started dating. Yeah. And so at one point he said, my mother told me it's time to ask you to marry me. <laughs> that's a romantic that's, way. That's Bubby. That's uh, not, that's so unromantic. I know. <laughs> well. I think I, and then I moved in with him before the wedding, like about six months. And so I sublet the apartment to your Uncle Abe. 
Mm. And it was such an, I had such a cute little apartment in Park Slope. It was only $297 a month rent. Crazy. Yeah, it was like a, a living room and kitchen was one room. But there was a separate bedroom, a separate bathroom, you know, a bathroom. Yeah. And maybe a, a linen closet in the middle. Um, Exciting it, stuff. It was cute. It was right Real near the Real estate with Joanne. Right near Prospect Park. It was a block from I'm the park. I'm sure it was beautiful. I'd love that apartment right now. Yeah, you would. Uh, and, and they'd be said, oh, I'm going to keep this apartment in the family forever. And then the, the landlord offered him a thousand bucks or something. And you he that. Son of a bitch. Uncle A.B. Probably nah. have to do some blow. <laughs> Probably. Uh, anyway, anyway, moving on. So, okay, so you went back to school. Why'd you go back to get your master's? Well, because I wasn't get, making any money as a dancer. I mean, I was in this children's theater for several years, but um, they... The guy in charge of it, I'm actually in touch with him on Facebook Messenger now, but he only gave us $25 per performance. Mm. And we had so many rehearsals, Yeah, and we traveled in the van. I mean, it was actually a lot of fun, but I didn't make money. And I had like a gig as a, uh, a dance therapist. I actually, actually, before I went to graduate school, I got did a one-year course with New York Medical College to be like a dance therapist with uh, retarded kids. You can't say that now, Mom. Uh, but they, well, mentally challenged. That's not the word. What do you they say? They call them baloney head. No, stop. <laughs> no, they don't. Yes, they do. Learning the disabled. Tech, uh, no, the baloney, bal no. baloney abled. They were called mentally disabled. Retarded in that time. In that time, but now wasn't we don't call them that. Okay, fine. So call I'm not politically headed. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're a baloney head. Stop. <laughs> I'm glad he's laughing. Hmm. Anyway, so, and I was working at NYU part time for many years, and I remember that I was very mean. I didn't invite my boss to the wedding or anybody from my office, because I figured they were all rich snobs and, you know. But my friend Lori, who was an, a secretary in another department, she was one of my bridesmaids. And uh, my friend Helen mm -hmm. and Vivian was made of honor. I remember seeing video of your wedding with mm -hmm. Dad dancing with Monica with the cigar. Right. And hitting so her in stupid. the face with the cigar. Yes. That was pretty funny. Yeah, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't what I, but the best part about the wedding, I mean, it's just that everybody danced all night. That is nice. Yeah. It, was my dad rocking a mustache at the wedding? I, feel I like think he, he had a beard and a mustache. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. the devil. No, he was handsome. He was handsome, like a handsome devil. <laughs> he was That's a handsome devil. That's where that phrase devil. comes from. Yes, okay. He only became a devil later. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, well, let's not concentrate on that. Mm. I know you, <laughs> you don't like, like that. You want to. I, I would like, like to say a few choice words about your father. I know. But I won't. I will restrain myself because it probably bothers you, right? Joe's fine. They're asking me if Joe's okay. Joe is perfectly fine. He's on vacation. Why, you think I would be doing a podcast if he was in the hospital and not talk about it? <laughs> no. I guess they missed the part where you told them. That well, yeah, there was all sorts of issues. Um, okay. Thank you, whoever told me that is fucked up. I appreciate it. Uh, so, Mom, okay, so you went back to college. I went to graduate school. Graduated school. Because I wasn't making any money, and I, I got some uh, my first full-time job at the medical, I mean, at, yeah, at the medical center. Mm. It was horrifyingly boring. I had nothing to do all day, and the only thing that saved it was the uh, other secretary in the same room as me, and her boss, who was the head of PT, or no. So you were just sitting there? Yeah, and my boss. So why weren't you designing dance outfits? Why weren't you writing choreography? Why weren't you focusing on making money from art? Because I'm stupid. Because <laughs> I, I, I wasn't interested in money so much, but, but I had tried to get dance therapy jobs, but then they started coming up with, you know, degrees in dance therapy. Right. So then I didn't have a degree. And 
you know, it's just hard to move up from, you know, they used to have a song, Nobody Opens Any Doors for a Native New Yorker. Um, Interesting. Yes. Should have moved to L.A. Yeah, you're right. Uh, or I, not. And, you know, I like I told you the other day, I did a lot of dumb things, like probably right out of college. I could have taught dance at a college in Hawaii. Really? That would have been beautiful. Yeah, it would have been cool. Yeah. I would have been half Hawaiian. Maybe. I wouldn't have been me, though. No. Uh, that is true. Inch, which is, might not be the worst thing. <laughs> uh there's no one like you. <laughs> Thank you. What a compliment. <laughs> so, okay. So then you went to school for what? Business? Yeah, I went to NYU. I got an MBA in marketing, which was like totally not me. And again, I couldn't get hired because I couldn't interview well. Mm. I had no confidence. And I didn't know how to look or what to say or what to do. All right, let me here. Let me interview you, and you pretend to be. How old were you? Thirty something, I guess. Jeez, that age, you had no confidence, ma. I had no confidence. Can't even fake it. I tried, but I All would right. crumble. So why do you want this job, Miss Wiesner? Oh no. <laughs> I don't. I'm retired. Let me alone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really committed to that. Yes. Improv. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. Okay. No, I I went actually. Michael got me an interview with Pepsi. I guess they were one of his clients. Uh huh. And it was like four different people, and each one got succeedingly tougher. Yeah. So by the last one, I was like a limp biscuit, as they say. Ah. <laughs> you know, I lo just lost my nerve. I just. Sometimes you just want to break stuff. I wasn't like that. Yeah. Now I want to break stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the Xanax is for. Yeah. Well, no, it's also when you take antidepressants, that's one thing that happens. Instead of being sad, you realize that you're really fucking pissed as everybody in the world, pretty much, um, most of the time, and then you get over it. All right. If you say so. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, okay, so you went for business, and then how did you wind up working for the You went to the kibbutz first? Yeah. For so those I, of you who don't know, what's a kibbutz, Mom? Okay, it's a communal farm, usually, and it may have factories also, where people <laughs> share the work and, you know, get fed and their laundry done. And in my kibbutz, they had little houses, and the children were in daycare all day, mm. and they didn't sleep overnight in the houses in the children's house as they had in at when they first started the ski boots. So they came home at night. I don't know if you remember, Andrew. No. Then you'd walk home by yourself. Oh, like I do that. remember walking home from preschool as a baby. What kind of ba place lets a baby walk home but has armed guards? Well, that's why they have the armed guards. So your baby's it's safe. It was safe. It was safe. I remember, I remember it. Uh, okay, so we were there. Blah, 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 blah. We were in Israel when we moved back to, we moved to Seattle. Seattle. That was the new thing. And uh, then you decided to be an IRS person. Well, well, I also had gone on a lot of interviews with some agency. Yeah. And this one was an administrative assistant. You know, I had more confidence doing that kind of interview because I knew I could do it, you know. And I don't know, I just did. And so, first I worked for some Univar company, and there's a multinational company. But I really didn't want to be a secretary. I didn't tell them I had an MBA because they'd never give me a secretarial job. Mm. Then I had a job as, uh, no, I had an interview as an administrative assistant with this other company. And, you know, I had a great interview, but they gave the job to a friend of a friend, and that person left after three months. And then they wanted to interview me again. And again, they gave the job to a friend of a friend. Holy shit. Yeah. For those of you who are just joining us, this is my mom. Hi. I'm Andrew Steiner, the usual co-host of Life of Joe. And Joe is on vacation. So we have my mom, Joanne, uh, filling in. And we're talking about her life. Uh, she's, her life? She's about 95 years old. Shut up. 
<laughs> it's bad enough being the age I really am. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're just getting to the bottom of a few things. Mom, why did you start selling meth to the Russians? Never mind. Never mind. Okay, so. How I got into the IRS is when sold I. sold meth to the IRS. No. When I got. Oh, they were so square out there. <laughs> yeah. Um. We had neighbors across the street. I remember, you know, if you remember them, Doug and Tori. Yeah, I remember them. Tori, and they had little kids. And yeah. then Tori's mother asked me, what's a Jew? Like she, really? Yes. So I said, you Who know. Who doesn't know what Jews are? I said, you know, I should never met one. Yeah. I said, you know, the Hebrews in the Bible, that's us. She, that's what I said. Interesting. <laughs> wait, anyway. Can I, wait, I want to talk about Tori for a second. I just remember going camping with them, mm-hmm. and they killed. I guess they caught a, they hit a moose. They killed him, shot a moose, mm-hmm. and we ate moose steaks in the woods. Freshly caught moose, and it was the best fucking thing I ever ate in my life. You and sure it wasn't an elk? Maybe it was an elk. I just remember someone saying it was moose. Oh, okay. But it was delicious, and now I have the, the thirst for elk blood. I want chocolate moose. <laughs> baloney heads <laughs> all right anyway so uh aunt helen wiesner my father's aunt mm-hmm. uh, gave me the name and address of her i don't know niece and nephew out in seattle yeah and it so happened that i went to some jewish newcomers thing at the jcc on mercer island mm-hmm. put my name and like, phone number down and I got a call from a very nice woman, and I said, you know, she's trying to get me to join her organization, the Brandeis National Women's Club, um, Club or something like that, Seattle chapter. Mm-hmm. And I said, you sound very nice. What's your name? She said, Faye Plum. Oh, I remember that. Is she cousin? Yeah. And did you, you didn't know she was your cousin? And I'd never met her before. Oh. So I said, oh, are you related to Robert and Florence Plum? Because that's what Helen told me was her name. And she said, Robert Plum is my husband. And I said, oh, I got your name and number from Aunt Helen Wiesner. You mean your Aunt Helen is my Aunt Helen? Uh. So she had just left the IRS Mm -hmm. for some other kind of job and was well-known and liked. So she said, you know, go to the IRS. They're always looking for people. And uh, so I took, at that time, you had to take a a clerical test. Mm -hmm. So I did, and I got an interview with two different people who asked me how did I come to the IRS, and I said, because of Faye Plum. Oh, Faye Plum is your cousin? So that's why I got a job. It's like who you know, not what you know. Yeah. It's like everything else in the world. And so are you glad you worked at the IRS your whole Goddamn life. <laughs> well, it wasn't my whole life because I spent at least 10 years doing dance and dance That's therapy. True. 20 years. Yeah. Last 20, 25. Last 25 years. But, I mean, it was interesting. I learned a lot of stuff. I actually got to go to a lot of different states. That is true. You got to travel for See? it. See? got to meet people. Oh. Atlanta. That oh. was a bad experience, Atlanta. But Why? Because they... You see, we're now we're going to get in this thing that there's no such thing as reverse racism. Oh no! Let's, yeah. You want to know? We don't want to get to go there. No, I don't no. Want to go there. Because the people in charge, one woman especially, who whirled her eyes around like a crazy person, uh-huh. uh, took a dislike to me and sent me back to New York after three days. Uh huh. And I really should have just stayed because it was going to be Martin Luther King Day on. Monday, and I had a place to stay for the weekend uh-huh. with the community. But I was dumb, so I went home. And actually, it was shortly after that that I had the, um, I found out that I had breast cancer. So that was 2011. Do you think that woman gave you breast cancer by rolling her eyes? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think the stress of the job yeah. and the stress of that, that, that just added to my stress, life stress. Yeah. But I think it started earlier because I remember, you remember Sable the cat? Yeah. She kept sticking her nose in my chest. Uh-huh. And I didn't know why she was doing that. But then after I was diagnosed, I said, oh, 
She and then and I asked the doctor, and he said, "Yeah, animals can smell the difference in the cancer cells." Interesting. Very interesting. I wonder why Vivian's cat because I don't know. Save her. I don't know. Who knows? Um, well, so, okay, so you, then you stayed with the IRS for 25 years. Yes, it was about six years in Seattle. Uh-huh, and then 19, 19 in, here. yeah, in, in White Plains. We moved back to New York because my dad moved back here. Right. And I was a... Pain cool, in the ass. I was a wild Always in nightmare. trouble. <laughs> what was your... What was your recollection of trying to raise me as a single mother? Well, it was hard, really hard. And, of course, I was very bad at saying no. Yeah. You know. And uh, and you were very wild. And, you know, I mean, even before I was single, I, I was the one who always got called to school mm-hmm. if there was a problem. So that made my work life harder because my boss, I had one jerky boss who really didn't like that but none of them liked it and then uh, once your dad moved back um, east you know I had no nobody else to share the burden with and uh, I don't know if I remember this but we went to family counseling when your dad and I got divorced kind of, yeah this I remember guy that. Mike Bernie he was great yeah yeah he was like a rock star kind of person but uh, I don't know but then your dad left. Um, so it was difficult. I remember I wanted you to take piano lessons and you didn't want to have to learn to read music. So I took voice lessons. So it worked. that worked out okay for me, I guess. Wait, when did you want me to take piano lessons? When we lived in the apartment that your dad had lived in, but when he moved back east. Um, uh, it was near the PCC. See, I don't remember that. I remember taking one piano lesson when we were still living at the, at the house. The second house we had in Seattle. Oh. With a neighbor. A neighbor. Oh, I don't remember. Well, I just remember this lady who was my neighbor in the building, mm-hmm. the apartment building. And. I remember hammering, trying to nail a hammock to the wall in my <laughs> room. And I remember I got you um, uh, this thing a water bed. What, what's broken? I don't know. Here, you got me a water bed, yeah. Yeah, because I thought it would be relaxing. Instead, you're like making big waves, like jumping up and down and up and down. Yeah. And climbing, literally climbing the walls like it was a very narrow hallway. You're going to adjust something. And he used to like shimmy up the wall and, and hang over the door. I mean, <laughs> like crazy things. Because if during the day you had some kind of medication, you know, like Ritalin or some variation of that, um, you know, by night it wore off, and then you were like just so hyper. Yeah, I kind of, I, I, I kind of been thinking lately that, oh shit, it's on the, it's what? I think that if I had been, um, if I had been on a diet of like zero sugar or almost no sugar, I probably wouldn't have needed any medication. I think also I, I realized like artificial coloring, like they put in cereals for kids. I think that. I remember also you made saying that, but yeah. I don't think that was the main problem. I, I think, think it, was it was the sugar. sugar. It could be. Because now I, I, I have very uh, different moods depending on whether I'm eating sugar or not. Mm. So yeah, I'm. For those of you who said, "Oh, you're both on meds," no, I'm not on medication, motherfuckers. I got <laughs> off that shit when I was uh, 16, but I was forced to take Ritalin, so I'm kind of an- a little bit anti-medication. I- I'm sure it's useful for people to just get a grip on their life, especially if they're spiraling out of control. But I think, I think to be on medication constantly numbs you to certain feelings and thoughts and I think I don't know I think that can limit your potential well I think that I know you felt really stifled by the medication yeah and um, I remember when you went off it you were in high school and your grades started to slide but I think you recouped eventually yeah I mean I got a good GPA in college um, yeah. Um, yeah. You also, I remember you studied Japanese. 
Yeah. And, uh, the real thing is I, w- I was good at studying what I was interested in. Right. And most of the time I wasn't interested in what they were teaching. Because one, they teach things in a way that's super patronizing. And two, uh, they don't tell you how it's ap- applicable to actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I was hyper. I was energetic. So I was like, I need to be doing things, not sitting there trying to remember things. Right. Well, I think walkabout was just a great thing for you. Yeah, but that should have been my whole freaking Education. K through 12. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm well. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you so you retired recently. Three years ago. Three years ago. I can't believe it's already yeah. been three years. I'm so happy to be retired. Retarded? Uh, retired. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to get up at any particular time. Though I have been trying to get up pretty early. You used to get up at like 5 a.m. all the time. You mean when I was working? Yeah, yeah. like 5.30 or 6 or something. Yeah, because there was there were programs on, exercise shows on TV I wanted to do. There was at 6 o'clock. I think one was even at 5.30, 5.45. I was crazy. <laughs> but I wanted to do it. I mean, I actually think that it's been a good thing that I have always exercised. Yeah, of course. And, you know, I'm still doing Tai Chi, and I did that intensive last year and this year. Exercise is so good for mental health. It just, like, releases dopamine. I I, I exercise every day mostly just for that, you know? Uh, But anyway, okay, so now that you're retired, what's your, uh, what are you trying to do, Mom? What am I trying to do? Um, well, you know, I'm very involved with my synagogue community. They just made a national day for my mom, National Joanne Day. Well, no, it was a New Rochelle, Joanne Wiesner Steiner Day in New Rochelle. Yeah, but that was something that, you know, they say the Jews run everything. Well, that's some evidence. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like, why would they make that? Just because you help out at your synagogue, they have a holiday for you? No, the shul honored me because I ha- I'm I very get, very active and I get give that, a lot of time. But I'm saying, what does that have to do with a citywide day? They just make a proclamation. They I do know. it for everybody. I'm sure they do it I for know. churches. No one's gonna. There's no altar. There's no I parking any, suspended, suspended. I didn't get any free anything. <laughs> yeah, no kids are getting out of school for that. No. But it's just funny. She got like all these things from the Senate. And the governors are like, we need those Jew Jew, Jew, Jew money, you know, so we'll do whatever they say. You know, all these plaques and shit from the Congress. Yeah, I don't know what to do with them. I'm not hanging them up, I don't think. Yeah, you should burn them. No. We'll burn them on, no. on live stream. I was very proud that I got No, it was nice. It was very yes. nice to see people care about you. you and I was glad community. you were there and Vivian and... Phil and Deanna. Yeah. And Stan and Martha. Yeah, that was very nice of them yeah. to come. My, his uncle and aunt. From my dad's side. From his dad's side. Yep. That was a beautiful day. And, you know, so I've been exercising and I go to groups and I I sing. I was in a choir and then they kind of <laughs> kicked me out. And then, But I, there's another group called Engage in Song. These people are like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Joe is on vacation. I'm his co-host. This is my mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not funny. She's funny. You're funny. I'm funny is naturally funny. Yeah, mom, juggle these flowers. Do it up. No. Here we go. Oh, they're going to fall apart. Yeah, juggle these candlesticks. Oh, God. These those are, are so heavy. You could really, really kill somebody yeah, with really those. Heavy. They were my great grandmother. What about these? Here we go. Let's juggle, mom. I got these in Portugal. We're going to juggle for you like Jewish monkeys. You like that? Does that make you happy? <laughs> this is only two things. I can't do juggle these things. That's beautiful. Isn't that graceful. great? graceful. <laughs> I can tell you were a dancer. <laughs> I can dance. I wouldn't mind singing, but I think you don't want me to. Yeah. Yeah, don't sing, Mom. Play the piano. <laughs> nah, that's all right. Um, okay, so... You're retired. Is there anything else you want to accomplish before you ascend to the to the the um, great unknown? The great unknown. I um, I saw Hamilton, so I'm very happy <laughs> so about that's that. It. That was on my bucket list. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I've been going to Israel every year, mm-hmm. 
and it's fantastic. So, did, are you gonna end peace in the middle? Are you gonna end war in the Middle East? No, because don't you dare, mom! <laughs> don't you dare say hate, I'm not hate saying, speech against Palestinians. No, but you know what the president did today? What he put his toupee on the no the wall. he. He got, I mean, I think he got Netanyahu to forbid these two congresswomen who are Palestinians to go to Israel. Mm. So that was horrible. It was horrible. That Netanyahu didn't allow them to come. Oh, yeah. Probably at the behest of our, our president. Yeah. Anyway, oh, wow. yeah. Um. So, see, I didn't say what you thought. Anyway, so my mom's going to solve the crisis between in the Middle East between the Jews and the Palestinians. And um, how are you, if you could do one thing proactively to end that crisis, what would it be, Mom? I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I feel like the Palestinian people, the ones, the ones who really would just like to have peace and have their own country. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't want to, you know, misbehave, let's say. <laughs> don't want to send balloons to set the fields on fire in Israel. Don't want to be naughty. Yeah. Uh, you know, their voices don't get heard because right. they're afraid, probably, to say that. But there actually are a number of organizations that are working together, Jew, you know, Israelis and Palestinians. mm mm-hmm working together and they also work together in factories in the territories which is something that you know the bds people don't want anyone to buy the product bdsm community what the bdsm community what's the m for um messiah no (laughs) no i mean it's very complicated but um yeah I don't, it's, and I don't know if there's going to be peace ever, because if you keep stoking people's hatred of each other, Mm -hmm. um, or even one side's hatred of the other, it's not going to end. You have to have two people on each side, I mean, two, you know, both sides have to want to have peace and want to work for it. You can't just have one side impose peace, Mm. so... And you're not going to get peace by giving away land. You're not going to get peace. This is what I think they should do to have peace in the Middle East. They should give each Palestinian child a doll of a Jewish person, but with a Palestinian body. And then when they grow up, they'll see everyone as the same. (laughs) And then they should shoot poison darts into the Jewish babies, but not kill them, just make them immune to hate. Well, they could do the same thing on the Palestinian side. Yes, and also they should take them all out for hummus, and they should mix the Palestinian-style hummus and the Jewish-style hummus and not let anyone eat their own food. I don't know if there's any real difference. Yeah, the, In their, there is, the, the Palestinian hummus, hummus has um, swastikas carved into it, and the Jewish hummus has um, F.U. Palestine carved into it. So you should have both. A yeah, if you mix it up, then it won't have either of those things in it. Maybe it'll just have a peace symbol in the well, middle. Someone is spelling out the N-word. Why? <laughs> Joe has a lot of trolls. He has trolls. He has people who... Uh, are very sad in their lives and they're angry and they take it out on him and now they're going to take it out of me for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Go away, troll. I'm not going to cross your bloody river. What are you talking about? There was a game Uh or or a story about a troll who collects a toll at his... He he guards a bridge and you can't get by unless you pay him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an old fairy tale. You know, you can't get by me unless you give me money. Fascinating stuff. I know. I like fairy tales. Yeah. All right, Mom. Well, this has gone on about as long. Do you <laughs> as any, long as you can stand it. <laughs> can, do you have any questions for me about my life, Mom? Yeah, because you don't talk to me that much about your life. Yeah. Um, am I ever going to have grandchildren? 
How dare you? <laughs> That's about your life. <laughs> Are you going to have children someday, you think? Um, yeah, I mean, probably. I'd like kids. I just need to find a wife who's willing to raise our kids in a bus <laughs> as we travel the, the country. You need a new hippie. Yeah, I need a new type of hippie and homeschool her kids while I'm doing comedy on the road. Oh, that doesn't sound like a... Well, it might be very interesting, actually. Yeah, as long as we're taking time with the kid, you know, not neglecting them. Yes. And not exposing them to, like, Bad bars stuff. and shit like right. that. Right. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but the Erdmans, so they homeschooled their kids. And um, I have a friend at Shul, actually, Miriam who's homeschooled um, one of her kids for several years because she just didn't fit in in regular school. Yeah. And that was really great. And you know what Jeffrey Epstein always says? He says, trust the president. He's a good man. That's what Jeffrey Epstein always May says. May he burn in He hell. says that about every president. So he's a real patriot. Yeah. Uh... But no, I do, I do want kids. I just want to be financially stable enough to support them. And I want to be far, far enough in my career that I can actually do what I want to do to make money to support them. You know, instead of having to get a job that has nothing to do with my career to support them, to make ends meet, right. and then have to give up on, on what I want. Okay. Well, it seems like you're making progress. I am. You are. I am. Um, slowly but surely, I am. And I will continue to. And um, I have some good ideas that I'd, I'd like to work on. And uh, I'm focused. I'm driven. I'm, uh, I'm not on, not doing any drugs. I'm not barely drinking and doing drugs. You meditate? Meditate pretty much every day, you know. Just keeping my shit in check. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Okay. I love you, mom. I love you too. All right. Well, bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Oh yeah, check out Joe's dates at the Joe Mattery or JoeMatteries dot com. Uh, my dates are on TrueKPod dot com and come to the comic strip Wednesday. August 21st, uh, 8 p.m., New York City, Funny Song Fest. Do it. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Uh, I love you all, even the tr the troll trolly type people amongst you. You're, I'm sure you're good people, too. You just, uh, you just gotta, you know, you're just having fun. You're just trying to um, give yourself some chuckles. I get it. I like laughing at other people's expense occasionally, too. So, I get it. But, uh, have a good night. Peace With out. My N-words. <laughs>